Welcome to the Talent Brand Podcast by Talent Brand Alliance. My name is Will Staney. I'm the CEO at Proactive Talent and co-founder of the Talent Brand Alliance with my fellow co-founder. Hey there, this is Brian, Director of Employer Brand at Indeed and co-founder of the Talent Brand Alliance. Now, the Talent Brand Alliance is a community for recruitment marketing and employer branding professionals who want to connect with and learn from their peers both online and offline. We're here to talk and learn about all things recruitment marketing, talent brand building, and talent brand technology with the employee experience storytellers that do this every day. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome back to the Talent Brand Podcast. I'm very excited about our guest today, Brian. I've been watching her career. I've seen her speak at, at conferences on what they've been building with the employer brand at Salesforce. Uh, welcome, Chrissy Thornhill. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your role and what you do at Salesforce. Sure. Welcome. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be talking to you all today and to be joining the summit. Uh, next month. It's coming up quick. So I've been at Salesforce now for about five years. And my role at Salesforce, I'm a senior manager, global recruitment marketing and employer brands. Uh, I've done pretty much everything during my time at Salesforce. And it's just evolved as the company has evolved. So five years ago, there were two of us, and now there's about 20 of us. And so it's, yeah. Wow. So it's changed quite a bit. Uh, right now, I, I still, the social media has always been my bread and butter. I, I don't know, it's, I, I, it's just never left me, but I think it's so intertwined with employer brand and recruitment marketing anyway. So I oversee our career social media channels. So that's our Twitter, our Instagram, and our Facebook. And then I also uh, oversee a lot of the recruitment marketing, employer brand type content that goes out on our LinkedIn profile. And then in addition to that, uh, we have about 50 brand profiles around the world. So that's our Glassdoor, our Indeed, uh, our social channels, Stack Overflow, things like that, and just over overseeing that activity to make sure that we have a cohesive brand across all of those channels, and it is hard to keep up with all of them. Uh, also responsible for our recruiting emerging markets. So uh, that has been something new added to my plate in the last six months, and I am absolutely loving it. So just really getting to understand how uh, the tactics that we use and how things are different uh, in six different international markets for us that are very, very different international markets. And then also, uh, my bread and butter at Salesforce has always been recruiter enablement as well. So I'm going to be talking about... That's a great little segue. Um, international markets. So how many languages do you speak? One. Jesse? One. But I am I am <laughs> known to run ads in... Japanese and Spanish and Portuguese and uh, Hebrew. <laughs> so not by awesome. myself though. Takes a lot of lot of help. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it takes it takes some of those other 20 people that are on the team, as I'm sure um, other people in the probably localization team or, or what have you there at Salesforce. Is that right? Mm -hmm. And our corporate marketing teams. I, I work a lot with our uh, regional and country specific corporate marketing teams as well. Awesome. Makes for a very interesting day, I can imagine. Now, how did you get into the talent brand space? Like, like Will, like I heard you speak and, and, and it, it was, gosh, I think it was back at an SRSC the first time I had heard you speak. Um, but how did you get into the space? So back in 2007, I did a complete career change. So in my former life, I actually was in the financial services field and uh, an account executive and salesperson and then branch manager. And uh, the mortgage industry just kind of went wacky back around 2006, 2007. And during my time as a manager, I really fell in love with recruiting and hiring uh, employees. And so I decided to do a career shift, took a 50% pay cut and made my way into an intern recruiter role at a company called Scott Trade, which uh, was acquired by TD Ameritrade a couple years ago, so not around anymore. So I started as an intern recruiter, and I think it was probably about the third month in where I started thinking about, you know, we're hiring, we, at any given time, we had at least 300 recruiters, or I'm sorry, 300 interns around the country and I started thinking about, you know, we're hiring them and we're converting them to full time, but what are we doing to make sure that we get the best ones? And what are we doing to make sure that they're engaged? And how are we building camaraderie among these interns that are scattered in 300, 400 different branches across the country? So I was hiring the interns and Little did I know basically where my head was at and the wheels were turning. I mean, that's employer brand and that's employee engagement and recruitment marketing and like everything rolled into one. And uh, it was kind of fun at Scottrade because I kind of saw it as our intern program as its own little company and started establishing uh, bringing in college groups to come and meet with our CEO and our CMO and different executives. Uh, also back in, those were back in the days of, of career fairs. So creating our career fair brochures and, you know, what's our swag going to be and, you know, things like that. But then also, you know, how are we engaging these, these interns? And so I worked with our internal comms team to create an Internet just for our recruit or for our interns and our interns were the very first bloggers at our whole company So this is like back in 2008 and then around that time 2009 brands started using social media for uh, Career branding and and back then we weren't calling it employer branding or recruitment marketing uh, and that kind of fit in that intern generation piece and I started those channels at Scott Trade and running those channels. And then uh, in the meanwhile, I'm still hiring my interns. Uh, but I ended up just building this complete holistic view as, of the intern program so that as interns were engaged, they were going to college campus and sharing with their friends and they were talking about it on social media. And, and that's really just kind of how yeah. it evolved. 
So the whole time I was at Scott Trade, the whole five years, there was some element of actual recruiting and hiring that I was doing. But all of these marketing and branding aspects were just like weaved throughout it. And it kind of turned into, well, if Chrissy's doing the career fairs and the brochures, she might as well do the career site. She's doing the social and and it just all, you know, fit together. And uh, I think it was probably like 2009, 2010, where I don't know if I caught wind of employer brand or what happened, but I decided that was going to be my ultimate goal. So I'm curious, did you, did you, did you have to fight for that role? Like how did that conversation, the way you, the way you explain it, it sounds like you, as in a lot of companies, if you do something well, you're given all the things that are like that. People like to That's like great. put it on your plate because they're like, oh, she did a good job with this. Let's give her the next thing. But, it, but there was a pivot there where recruitment marketing was, you know, be, it became a major focus for you at Scott Trade. How did that conversation happen? We interrupt this podcast for a special update. The Talent Brand Summit has gone virtual. That means you can connect with and learn from your peers in the talent brand space from the comfort of your own home. We're also sending a little bit of Summit to our attendees in Summit Supplies. So make sure to grab your ticket before June 22nd so that can get to you in time before Summit, which is July 7th through 9th. Check out talentbrand.org slash summit to request your ticket today. Again, talentbrand.org slash summit. Now back to the show. Given time, we had at least 300 recruiters, or I'm sorry, 300 interns around the country. And I started thinking about, you know, we're hiring them and we're converting them to full time, but what are we doing to make sure that we get the best ones? And what are we doing to make sure that they're engaged? And how are we building camaraderie among these interns that are scattered in 300, 400 different branches across the country? So I was hiring the interns and little did I know basically where my head was at and the wheels were turning. I mean, that's employer brand and that's employee engagement and recruitment marketing and like everything rolled into one. And uh, it was kind of fun at Scott Trade because I kind of saw it as our intern program as its own little company and started establishing, uh, bringing in college groups to come and meet with our CEO and our CMO and different executives. Uh, also back in, those were back in the days of, of career fair. So creating our career fair brochures and you know, what's our swag going to be and, you know, things like that. But then also, you know, how are we engaging these, these interns? And so I worked with our internal comms team to create an intranet just for our recruit or for our interns and our interns were the very first bloggers at our whole company. So this is like back in 2008. And then around that time, 2009 brands started using social media for uh, career branding. And, and back then, we weren't calling it employer branding or recruitment marketing. Uh, and that kind of fit in that intern generation piece. And I started those channels at Scott Trade and running those channels. And then uh, in the meanwhile, I'm still hiring my interns. Uh, but I ended up just building this complete holistic view as of the intern 
programs so that as interns were engaged, they were going to college campus and sharing with their friends and they were talking about it on social media. And, and that's really just kind of how it evolved. So the whole time I was at Scott Trade, the whole five years, there was some element of actual recruiting and hiring that I was doing. But all of these marketing and branding aspects were just like weaved throughout it. And it kind of turned into, well, if Chrissy's doing the career fairs and the brochures, she might as well do the career site. She's doing the social and and it just all, you know, fit together. And uh, I think it was probably like 2009, 2010, where I don't know if I caught wind of employer brand or what happened, but I decided that was going to be my ultimate goal. And that someday I thought there would be a world where marketing and recruiting and roles in marketing and recruiting that would kind of bridge that gap. And then it happened. Yeah, it's tough. And a lot of people, they take on that work and they do it off the side of their desk and they're trying to figure out how do we make this a real thing? How do I focus on this? How do, how do I make this my actual passion and my, my day job? And, and it's, it's hard when the, the wrecks are the, the priority and you're hoping you keep pushing and you hope that it can become an organic thing and it just kind of happens on its own. Yeah, I would say it was definitely organic, but there was at some point where I really started advocating for myself and for that type of role and so after about three years uh, they did eventually create a new position for me and i had to write the job description but they didn't want to let go of that recruiter piece i was still basically a recruiter and there was a lot of in their eyes uh there was a lot of work that i did and that's kind of why i really love this space to tell you the truth where nobody really understood what I was doing or why I was doing. They just knew that, I guess, whatever I was saying or showing that it was important that it was done. And so you can kind of like fail fast and fail often. And it's not as so much this way anymore, but back then it was like, nobody knew the difference, you know? (laughs) Which is is a a very weird sense of freedom right at the same time yes but, but it, it speaks to the quality of work and what a great talent you are and, and speaking of like that work i mean what is what is some work that you're doing right now in your role at salesforce that is really getting you excited and 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 even in the context of kind of where we are in the world today and right now and what's going on with this pandemic how has that sort of shifted some of that work for you uh, two i would say two big things so one big thing is uh, I'm starting to leverage. I hired someone on my team who is just a analytic coding genius that also has a knack for social media. And he was kind of a package deal because along with him came uh, the skill set to leverage Einstein with it, which is an artificial intelligence tool product of Salesforce. So Einstein Insights is now connected to all of our organic social media activity. So I can slice and dice data from our social channels like you wouldn't believe. 
So every piece of content that goes out on our social channels is labeled, has 10 different labels that go on it. So it might be, uh, you know, where was the source of the content? What was the asset? Was it a GIF? Was it a graphic? Was it a photo? Was it a gallery of photos? Was there no asset? Was it an auto-populate link? Uh, and I have things broken down is, was this an equality focused post or was it not? Uh, was this post about giving back or not? So that I can start to like slice and dice this data and really be able to tell what is resonating with their audience. So uh, one of the labels that I use and that I'm leveraging the Einstein platform and that's a, a Salesforce product. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that I've really been using it for is analyzing our COVID related content. So on March 27th is when our social channels really started to post about, um, you know, what's the work from home experience been like for our employees around the globe? And, uh, you know, what are some tips for working virtually or personal branding virtually, you know, just anything across the board. And what I found for a solid eight weeks is that the content that was somehow COVID related and how we had shifted our content strategy was outperforming any other type of content that had nothing to do with the pandemic or a result of the pandemic. And then an example of also why this is so Yeah, and so what's interesting to me using I what's interesting to me is that I was just looking at our Einstein data this morning and I can see that COVID related content is on the decline and it's it's no longer what people are as likely to engage with in May in the month of May. Uh, so anyway, that's one thing I'm really excited about is just getting a lot smarter about and more and, and sophisticated with our social media strategy and I can slice it dice it by geography and time of day and like all kinds of stuff so that's been cool and then one other piece I'm really 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 enjoying I've I've done the global recruitment marketing and, and employer brand for a long time like even back in my opower days but this like owning this go-to-market strategy for our six recruiting emerging markets and just really having to understand what content and creative and copy and native language or not use native language, like what really resonates with those individual uh, audiences and how it's different and that has been really fascinating and really interesting to me i love that i love that i i, I wonder how that translates into the the feedback and training and advice and guidance that you're giving your recruiting team right so you're getting these insights about what people are responding to how does that translate um into the recruiting team well uh that's part of recruiter enablement which i'm going to be talking about in uh, and, and doing some roundtable discussions on at the summit, but I think part of that is did, wait. Did you just did you just tell me that you weren't going to answer my question because you're only going to tell me at summit? I just <laughs> want to come clear. to summit. <laughs> is that what I'm supposed to say? 
Um, I will say that that has very a lot to do with enablement and a lot to do with, you know, it's important that those insights that I can gather from social for these different regions and different countries that that there is a way to be able to pass this information to our recruiters on the ground. So I'll leave it at that. And then one other thing I, I wanted to um, touch on because it I think emerging markets is kind of what's really allowed me to see this. And that is, you know, 2020 has been a weird, weird so year, weird. right? Yeah, it's uh, been a, a weird year. And uh, social media for a brand like plays such a critical role in that. And it can really break your company with one false move, you know, one bad tweet at the wrong time or. Yeah. Being insensitive. Like I was just in a call before we got into this podcast talking about this very thing where, you know, a, a pretty well-known SaaS brand, you know, employer brand leader was telling me that, you know, they, you know, we're kind of pausing on a lot of things that we were planning to post right now, just because you know, even though they're probably very relevant to the exact audience we're trying to touch, being it on our corporate account could be seen as kind of insensitive right now or stuff like that. So it's, it's tough. It's, it's walking a little bit on eggshells when it comes to your content strategy and specifically your social media strategy. Cause there's a lot of like, there's a lot of uncomfortableness and there's a lot of tension on social and mm -hmm. discussions that are, that we're having a conversation we're having as the, as a world, as a planet. And, uh, it's, it's really hard for brands to navigate. Yeah. So that, I mean, the first, the first time was with COVID and how are we going to adjust there? You know, there are people dying and, uh, you know, what, what's also, you know, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about, uh, racial injustice here in a second too, and some thoughts that I have on navigating that space. But, uh, and then how you navigate both spaces you know, at the same time with COVID too, uh, because you know on your yeah, because there's layers. Yes, and, there's and they layers. Connect and at a certain point, it's almost like it's all. Yeah, so like that has been. I mean, this is uncharted territory for any brands, you know, and so you have to. It is just so critical that you're not siloed in deciding how you want to represent your brand and you need to be incredibly aligned across the board with, you know, at Salesforce, you know, it's our office of equality, uh, which is, you know, other companies might call it diversity and inclusion team, you know, ours is office of equality. It's, it's PR, uh, it's corporate marketing. And then, you know, it's all of those individual teams. We have 55,000 employees at Salesforce. So you can only imagine, I think we have like 300 social media properties. Uh, so just, yeah, just Whoa. making sure that everyone is, is aligned and that we're all showing up in the same fashion. So, you know, that's been an interesting learning now I have to ask, I have to ask. So when when for for a fifty five thousand person company, you've got your departments, and you, in, I, I don't know how communication has worked historically 
for you, like how, because in some, in some companies, people could feel siloed. They could, they, they'd have, oh, I have to go up three levels and then over to, to, to have this, this conversation. And it all depends on the culture of the organization and how it's built. I'm curious for you, for, for me, I know that it's broken down walls. Like a lot of the, the walls, even it's just perceived walls between teams have broken down um, between COVID and, um, and, and, and racial injustice and all the things that are happening in the world. Like we're having conversations that we've, we've never had before. And we're, and we're, we're meeting that with we other to. people. Say it again. Mm-hmm. That we needed to have. That right, we need too. exactly yeah. that 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 we felt like for some reason either we felt like there was a barrier there or or there was an actual barrier. So these come from, so for me I know like it's been amazing these past just from a from a uh, a collaboration a collaboration standpoint. I feel like those conversations have been really easy or a lot easier. Now I don't know like you said I don't, like that relationship probably could have been there for you already, but I'm curious what's what's been your journey over the past few months. I would say the foundation of it was there uh i've been very fortunate in that way but you're absolutely right you're taking me back to the covid days because <laughs> i feel so long ago <laughs> that was about yeah. like three three years ago back to my youth in the covid days uh you know something really interesting started to happen very quickly you know our content recruitment marketing content strategy like quickly pivoted we have a content writing team uh, so our webinars or our blog posts and things like that quickly pivoted and, and it was pivoting all over the, the country or all over the world. And what I started to notice, because I am connected to all these different people, is I'm, I'm starting to notice we're all creating the same content for like the first time ever. It's you've got like the team in LATAM that is writing uh you know, how we're navigating uh, the pandemic at Salesforce. And then you've got the recruitment con- recruiting content team, like writing almost the same exact thing. And so one of the things I did is just bring everybody together within the same document and just share what you're working on. Like what's in your, what are you working on? How can we repurpose one another's work? How can we like tag team the the work because a lot of time for the first time there was like a really true intersection between what we wanted to put out to a customer and what we wanted to put out to a prospect or to a candidate so that was that was uh pretty interesting and pretty cool and one of the things too that yeah one of the things too that i just found so fascinating is and something I've been spending a lot of time thinking about and I think that's thanks to 2020 is just being it's so critical when you're at a global company or you're hiring in global places that you are just have heightened awareness of what is going on in that particular country uh because COVID really like swept the world. Like I I started hearing about it from a colleague on my team in Japan. And she started telling me, you know, hey, I think maybe we should pause ads in Japan or we should um, maybe think about not using that big, huge group photo in the creative right now. And then I started hearing about it from my colleagues in like Dublin and Amsterdam, you know, maybe two weeks later. 
And then I started feeling it in the United States. And I was like, oh, okay, like this is what we're talking about here. And I started telling uh, somebody on my team that's in Hyderabad, India. And he's like, Chrissy, they're not going to shut the office down. And I'm like, no, really, they are going to shut the office down. I really think that you need to like start bracing yourself for working from home and mentally preparing yourself. He's like, it's fine. You know, and it was like maybe 10 days later and the India offices shut down. And then I just was on the phone with our Latam marketing team and COVID is hitting really, really hard in Latam right now. So while our creative that we're using for award wins and things like that, you know, is loosening up some here in the States and you're seeing like maybe larger group photos that we might use and some of our ads when we're running in a mare, uh, we don't want to do that in in uh, Brazil or in Argentina. They've been in lockdown like there's they're now been extended through the end of June. Like they don't leave their house. Yeah. And wow. And it's like, you know, we we we, we talked about this like, oh, back in the covid days three months ago. But the, the truth is, is that we're now globally rising in cases faster than we have at any other point in this. We are just at the beginning of this thing. And so, yeah, we're still in it. You know, we don't know what, how that's going to affect work, how that's going to affect, you know, employment, uh, and, and what, and, and, and employer brand recruiting and all of that. We're still, you know, seeing that and, and you know, and, and it's some of this, it, it's sad. It'll, it bums you out talking about it, but it, you know, life has to move on. And, and I think we can inspire each other right now. And, and speaking of inspiration, there's actually a question that we ask everybody in these podcasts. Um, and in a lot of cases, uh, your team and the work that you're doing at Salesforce are typically the answer that people give. And that is, and that is like what, you know, what either person in the industry right now or, or brand, uh, in the industry right now is really inspiring you right now. And I got to say, like, again, a lot of people look at Salesforce as a, an example of, you know, of where they mm -hmm. want to be as a company from an employer brand standpoint. So I hope you have a sense of pride in that since you've been Thank doing you. that the last five years and JJ and a lot of other amazing people on your team. But, you know, I think a lot of our viewers uh, or uh, listeners would want to know, um, you know, who inspires you? Yeah. So I think what I, I think it's like campaigns that inspire me or, you know, there's just like a little something here I grab from one company or like a little something there I, you know, grab from another company. So the most recent, I'm going to tell you about the most recent one that uh, has really caught my attention and inspired cool. me. And that is, you know, and I don't necessarily, these aren't, it's not an employer brand channel i don't think but i'll go ahead and tell you what it is it's, it's very related to our world but it's what twitter is doing right now uh in relation to racial injustice and black lives matter and pride all kind of um happening like at the same time and this is something that uh we've been very conscientious of at salesforce because um, you know, we are standing with the black community and we, we are putting actions in place and that is going to be on our social channels and we are going to share that. And the, the challenge can kind of be, you know, we have outforce also, we have our employee resource group for the LGBTQ community and this is pride right now. And so 
it's like how what do you pause your pride campaigns and everything that you had plans um because of all of the uh devastation and and civil unjust and and uh you know racial inequality conversation uh like when when is the right time we're we're not going to go back to business as usual but like how do we navigate that so that in a way we are sharing truly what it's like to work at Salesforce during this time. And so what I am just been really uh, admiring or impressed with is if you take a look at Twitter's channels, uh, one's called Twitter Together and the other handle, and I'm talking about the Twitter channels that Twitter has. So there's Twitter Together and Twitter Open and then there's Twitter Blackbirds. And the way that these three channels for the last several days have been just so aligned and like kind of um, weaving their messaging together has just been uh, really powerful. I think it really speaks to what equality means to employees at Twitter and how they feel about working at Twitter. And I just love that they're still running their, it looks like they have some kind of employee advocacy. Uh, I think the hashtag's always proud. But you see the uh, Black Lives Matter movement kind of weaving into some of that. And uh, that is, that's a hard thing to get right. And I think they're getting it right, right now. That's awesome. I love that. And we're, we're doing some of the same things, but it's because of that intersectionality, right? And you have these conversations and you ask yourself, how do we, how do we do this? How do we keep moving forward with pride? How do we, how do we have this conversation where again, all these, the layers and intersectionality, how do we do that? And um, I think I shared with you a little before, it's like, okay, one group is saying, give it to the other group. And the other group is saying, nope, we can't stop this. This is your this is your identity month. This is, you get your recognition. This is, and so what we do is we take, we're like, okay, we're all, we're all in it together. And we're, we're sharing all these stories because there is actually a lot of overlap. I love that. I love the fact that, well, number one, it's Twitter. So they're taking, so they're, so they're using their own platform as a product and saying, these are your voices. We want to give you the microphone. You can share all these things that are important to you. I, I love that. I was taking that, uh, those notes down. I'm totally going to take this conversation back to 2020 just for a second because I'm not sure if I was, sometimes I take the long way around the barn uh, in, <laughs> in trying to share my thoughts and I think that I kind of was doing that a little bit. Uh, what one big, big takeaway I'm taking for 2020 is just how important it is from an employee experience employee engagement experience, but even an employer brand or recruitment marketing experience, it's just you need to be like just incredibly aware of what is happening in all of the countries, like socially, like what is happening in all of the countries. Because I think about how we just paused all of our Salesforce social channels, basically paused them since June 1st and just broke silence, you know, last week or last yesterday, sorry, we just just really broke silence yesterday. And like how many times have 
have I missed the mark from our Salesforce careers social channels because I was out there like running ad campaigns in like, I don't know, Israel and Israel is got some really huge like movement that's happening in their country and it's just not probably appropriate, you know, or maybe uh, we, we have a colleague on our team that's in Tel Aviv and so we're getting insight and she just will tell us, hey, there's a grouping of holidays that are coming up and, and nobody, everybody stops their paid campaigns and we don't need to be running ads for like these four days or something like that. And like, I just am thinking like how many times have I missed that in the last five years? And so that's just, that's been a really big learning for me is recognizing that the world is experiencing things that are, that are, that are different and you need to, you need to be aware if you're Yeah. We need to be countries. mindful. I think mindfulness and timing and the international yes. interconnectedness of all of this is something that's a big lesson. I know for me and I, so I can definitely identify mm-hmm. with that. Awesome. Well, Chrissy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and having a discussion. Yeah. It was deeper and wider than I think we even imagined. Uh, and, and, uh, just really, it's always great talking to you and talking shop. Uh, it, it, I think, uh, everyone who, who's tuning in, uh, learned quite a bit. Thank you. 